Hi, everybody. It's Krista from Saltwater Studies, and welcome to my podcast, Life Beneath the Waves. In this podcast, I'm just keeping it really simple. I am reading through the supplemental curriculum workbook associated with the second year of the Florida's Marine Life class series. And so what I'm doing is I'm reading each of the lessons included in that supplemental workbook to provide a resource for auditory learners. If you would like to purchase your own copy of the workbook so that you can follow along while I'm reading, you can do so by visiting the Saltwater Studies e-store. All right, I am going to go ahead and jump right into our our lesson for today, and that is bony fishes. What are bony fishes? Bony fishes are a group of animals that are included in the class Teleosteae, also called the Teleos. Scientists estimate that there are as many as 30,000 different species of bony fishes that live in the world ocean. There are so many different types of fishes that the classification system had to be expanded. When it comes to fishes, gone is the simplistic taxonomic system of kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, and species. To accommodate the wide range of diversity in fishes, extra layers of classification were necessary, such as subphylum, subclass, and infraclass. With so many different species of fishes, it is a challenge for scientists to decide exactly how to classify them. Fish or fishes? When referring to more than one fish, some people are confused as to the proper term to use. The short answer is that both the words fish and fishes are accurate, but they are not interchangeable. The word fish is used to describe one or more individuals of the same species. When referring to a group of individuals that includes more than one species, the word fishes is correct. This means that fish is the plural for a single species of fish, and fishes is the plural for multiple species of fish. Fact. As technology advances and more areas of the ocean are explored, between 150 and 200 new species of fishes are being discovered in the ocean every year. Classification of bony fishes. Bony fishes are classified in kingdom animalia, animals, phylum chordata, the chordates, which all have a dorsal hollow nerve cord, and class teleosteae, bony fishes. Anatomy of bony fishes. Bony fishes are vertebrate animals. This means that they have a backbone and a spinal column. In addition, a bony fish's skeleton is made of calcified bone, not cartilage. Many have a swim bladder that helps them to control their buoyancy and counteract the weight of their skeleton. They also have what scientists call a homocircle tail. This means that the tail fin has equal upper and lower lobes. In addition, the fish's backbone does not extend into the upper lobe of the tail fin, but instead ends with the edge of the body. In contrast, fishes like sharks have a heterocircle tail where the upper lobe is longer than the bottom lobe. A shark's backbone also extends into the upper lobe of the tail fin. All bony fishes have gills that are used to remove oxygen from the water column so that the fish can breathe. 
Their gills are covered with a bony plate called an operculum. The operculum is an important feature because it can be used like a pump to force water over the gills. This allows bony fishes the ability to rest and remain stationary rather than having to swim continually to have a constant flow of freshly oxygenated water moving over their gills. Your vocabulary words for this portion of the lesson are buoyancy, the tendency of an object to rise or float when submerged in liquid. Vertebrate, an animal with a backbone or spinal column. Comparing sharks and bony fishes. Sharks have a skeleton made of cartilage, have gill slits, must swim or use mouth muscles in a method called buccal pumping to move water over gills. Swimming muscles attach directly to skin, increasing efficiency of muscle movement. Have a heterocircle tail where the upper lobe of the tail is longer than the lower lobe and the fish's backbone extends into the upper lobe of the tail. Do not have a swim bladder, but have a large oily liver to help maintain buoyancy. Bony fishes have a skeleton made of calcified bones, have a bony operculum that covers their gills and can pump water over them, Swimming muscles are attached to bones by tendons, have a homocircle tail where upper and lower lobes are of equal lengths and the fish's backbone terminates at the end of the body, may have swim bladder used to help control buoyancy and offset the weight of a bony skeleton. Types of bony fishes. Bony fishes can be divided into two general groups based on where they live in the ocean. These groups are benthic fishes and pelagic fishes. Each group is uniquely designed for survival in their different environments. Pelagic fishes. Tuna are pelagic fish. Your vocabulary word for this portion of the lesson is pelagic, relating to the open ocean region of the world ocean. Pelagic fishes are fishes that live in the open ocean. Since they often migrate long distances, they have muscular, streamlined bodies that make them efficient swimmers. Many also have a unique form of camouflage called countershading. Countershading is a color pattern where the top of the fish is dark and the underside of the fish is light. This is an effective form of hiding from prey or larger predators using light and shadow. When the fish is viewed from above, the darker dorsal top side of its body blends in with the darker water below it. When the fish is viewed from below, the lighter ventral bottom side of its body blends in with the sunlit water above it. Fact. Bluefin tuna swim 5,000 miles across the Pacific Ocean from spawning grounds off the coast of Japan to California and then back again a few years later. Benthic fishes. Stonefish are benthic fish. Your vocabulary word for this portion of the lesson is benthic, relating to the seafloor. Benthic fishes are fishes that live in, on, or close to the seafloor. Benthic fishes are often well camouflaged with mottled color patterns or fleshy appendages called cirri that help them to blend in with their environment. 
Many are lion-weight predators that lie motionless on the seafloor, either burying themselves in the sand or using their camouflage bodies to hide from their prey. Some, like the stonefish or scorpionfish, are venomous and can inject a toxin via the spines in their fins if stepped on or grabbed by a predator. Others, like the anglerfish, hang a fleshy appendage called an esca in front of it and lure their prey close to their mouths. Once their prey draws near, they quickly snap into action, grabbing it from the water column above them. Fact. The stonefish, a type of lion-weight predator, can capture its prey in just 0.015 seconds. The fastest versus the slowest. The fastest fish in the ocean is a pelagic fish called the Indo-Pacific sailfish. Sailfish have streamlined muscular bodies that are well designed for speed. All their fins, other than their caudal fin, collapse into grooves on their bodies, reducing drag. Their unique body design allows them to swim at speeds of 68 miles per hour for short distances. Like other pelagic fishes, the Indo-Pacific sailfish has a two-toned color pattern, an example of countershading. The slowest fish in the ocean is the dwarf seahorse, maxing out at just point. 001 miles per hour. They can often be found close to the benthic region of the ocean using their tails to grab onto seagrass to prevent them from drifting with the water currents. Their textured bodies and ability to change color allow them to blend in well with the seagrass beds they call home. They also live in a relatively small area their entire lives, so there is no need for strong fins for swimming long distances. With such an excellent ability to camouflage, seahorses are more likely to hide than flee from their predators. Fact. A seahorse is propelled forward by its dorsal fin that can beat from 30 to 70 times per second. The importance of design. Much can be learned about a fish's habitat and lifestyle just by observing the design of its body. For example, fast-swimming fishes that travel long distances such as marlin, swordfish, and tuna have streamlined muscular bodies. Other fishes that are designed to rest on the seafloor such as the stargazer or scorpionfish have round, torpedo-shaped bodies with fleshy appendages called cirri that help the fish to blend in with its environment. A fish's body shape, color pattern, mouth position, and types of fins are all clues as to where the animal lives, how it behaves, and what it eats. Your vocabulary word for this portion of the lesson is cirri, fleshy appendages that look like algae or seaweed. Mouth shape. A fish's mouth placement can indicate how and where it eats in the water column. There are three different mouth positions seen in fishes. Superior. The superior mouth position is where the fish's mouth points upwards. This position is commonly seen in fishes that rest on the seafloor and eat food that passes above them or in fishes that eat food floating on the surface of the water. An example of a fish with a superior mouth position that can be spotted locally in South Florida is the spotted scorpionfish. Terminal. 
The terminal mouth position is where the mouth is located at the end of the fish's head and is common in fishes that eat food that is in front of them, either by chasing prey or snatching floating plankton, algae, or other organisms from the water column. Many reef fish and sport fish have terminal mouths. An example that can be found locally in South Florida is the French angelfish. Inferior. The inferior mouth position is where the fish's mouth is located underneath the fish's head and points downward. This type of mouth position is commonly found in fish that live close to the seafloor and eat food that is either found on the seafloor or buried in the sand. An example of a fish with an inferior mouth position that can be seen locally in South Florida is the scrawled cowfish. Protrusible jaws, the best of both worlds. Some bony fishes also have protrusible jaws that can be extended or withdrawn at will. A local example is the Atlantic tarpon. Atlantic tarpon have superior mouths with protrusible jaws. This type of versatility allows the fish to use their jaws in both a superior and terminal mouth position. Caudal fin shape. Another feature that can provide information about where a fish lives and how it behaves is the shape of a fish's caudal fin or tail. There are approximately 16 different caudal fin shapes that can be divided into four general types. Each tail shape is beneficial for a different type of behavior. Round. A round caudal fin has a large amount of surface area and can move a large volume of water very quickly. This type of tail allows the fish to be highly maneuverable and make quick starts and rapid turns. However, it requires a lot of energy to use and will cause the fish to tire quickly when used over long distances. This type of tail is commonly seen in fishes that live in nearshore shallow environments such as mangroves or coral reefs where short bursts of speed are helpful for avoiding predators such as shorebirds. Trunket a truncated tail has similar benefits to the rounded tail and is great for quick bursts of speed over short distances. This type of tail is commonly seen in bottom-dwelling fish who either swim slowly and constantly over the seafloor looking for food or need rapid acceleration to avoid a predator. Forked. A forked tail is beneficial for open water fish that do not rely on speed for protection and feeding, but tend to swim consistently over long distances. This tail shape is commonly seen in schooling fish such as herring. Lunate. A lunate tail is highly efficient for fast swimming fishes that migrate long distances. This type of tail is rigid and has reduced surface area, allowing the fish to swim for a long time without tiring. Examples of fishes that have a lunate tail are bluefin tuna and the sailfish. There are a wide variety of tail shapes in bony fishes, with some being more unique than others. Check out a few of these more uniquely shaped caudal fins. Crescent, pointed, biconcave. Local species. There are many species of bony fishes to be found in South Florida. Here are just a few that you may see. Angelfish, juvenile, Atlantic tarpon, blue tang surgeonfish, checkered pufferfish, French angelfish, green moray eel, 
gray angelfish, hogfish, juvenile, leopard sea robin, midnight parrotfish, polka dot batfish, queen angelfish, rainbow parrotfish, rainbow runner, scrawled cowfish, scrawled filefish, sergeant majors, snook, spot tail pinfish, spotted scorpionfish, stoplight parrotfish, striped parrotfish, tom tate, and townsend angelfish. Test your knowledge. How much did you learn about bony fishes from this lesson? Test your knowledge with these questions. One, how many species of bony fishes are estimated to live in the world ocean? Two, what are some of the characteristics of bony fishes? Three, how do bony fishes differ from sharks? Four, what information can we learn about a bony fish by observing its body shape? Five, where do pelagic fishes live? Where do benthic fishes live? Six, what is the fastest fish in the ocean? The slowest? Seven, what is a color pattern commonly seen in pelagic fishes? Eight, what are three different mouth positions seen in bony fishes? Nine, what is the benefit of protrusible jaws? 10. What are four different types of caudal fins seen in bony fishes? Devotional. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Romans 1.20 there are over 900 different names and titles of God in the Bible. Each one describes a different aspect of his character that he would like for us to know about him. To help us better understand what he is like, God provided his creation to offer us physical examples of the spiritual lessons and concepts we read about in the Bible. The Bible tells us God's story and creation offers us the pictures to accompany it. Every single name and title of God in the Bible is illustrated in the natural environment. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or as his counselor has taught him? Isaiah 40, 13. As we consider the wide variety of fishes, as well as the habitats in which they live, it is clear that each animal is a marvel of design and engineering. Every fish was given the body structure and capabilities it needs to survive in the environment in which it lives. This displays ingenuity and foresight. God created each of these animals with great intention and thought. The variety of bony fishes also display great creativity. In some instances, there are similarities of design in fishes that have similar lifestyles and habitats. For example, Anglerfish and stonefish are both well camouflaged and are lion weight predators. This reflects the fact that God enjoyed making lumpy looking benthic fishes with odd camouflage. 
Clearly, God has a sense of humor. On the other hand, there are also uniquely different features in fishes that also live in the same habitats. For example, the spotted scorpion fish and the yellow stingray are both examples of benthic fishes. However, the design and feeding strategies of these two fish are widely different. Spotted scorpion fish lie camouflaged on the seafloor, blending in with their environment until an unsuspecting fish swims overhead. In contrast, yellow stingrays use electroreceptors on the underside of their heads to locate prey hiding in the sand. Similar habitats, but strikingly different designs and means of capturing prey. These fishes display the incredible ingenuity and creativity of our God. While many engineers struggle to create one functional design to accomplish a single task, God has created a wide variety of animals that work perfectly in the same habitat. More simply stated, it is as if God created numerous ways to solve a single math problem when humans often struggle to identify just one solution. God's creativity and ingenuity are so vast and so well displayed in the fishes of the ocean that even scripture references them as evidence that he is creator of all things. But ask the animals and they will teach you, or the birds in the sky and they will tell you, or speak to the earth and it will teach you, or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? Job 12, 7 through 9. Take a moment to think about all the details that were considered in creating just one of these creatures. It is a mind-boggling concept. The ocean and its inhabitants are part of God's greatest creative masterpiece, and as such, he is to be worshipped for his great accomplishments. This is what it means to give God glory. Glory, honor won by notable achievements. Now you are also an example of God's creative genius. If God gave so much consideration in the design of a fish, how much more did he invest in creating you? You are his workmanship, a piece of living artwork designed to display his handiwork and intended to give him glory. You are his masterpiece. Apply it. How does it make you feel to know that God created you as his masterpiece? How much design and thought do you think he gave to creating you? Take a moment to praise God for how he made you. Dear God, I am amazed at all you have made. Thank you for creating the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. Thank you for creating all life. Thank you for creating me. Please help me to glorify you with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me for today's lesson on bony fishes. I hope you join me again as we continue learning about life beneath the waves. Until then, have a great day.